podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. To a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and today I am joined by Laura Bradburn and Russell Boyce. Full time reaction it's Rangers 1, Celtic 0. And that second half performance, the whole performance, Laura, uh, we had a wee discussion before coming on live here. It's often difficult, but we come on the post match win, lose, or draw. That's a big, big disappointment. Um, in the reign of Ange Postecoglou. Uh, did he get it right? Did he get it wrong? How much of the blame lies at the uh, the lineup that he decided to play and uh, the shape that we showed in that game? Listen, I think uh, uh, I've been a, a big fan of him. I've been a big proponent of what he's trying to do. Um, but you can't take the plaudits and not take any of the blame. I think today his selection was wrong. I think um, Edward being selected to go through the middle was something that we actually spoke about before the game potentially being an issue. Um, and it proved to be the case. I think Furuhashi is is much more effective through the middle uh, and and can't have the impact on games uh, out wide left that he does when he's through the middle. And I think that proved the case today. Um, I don't think he can be blamed for the performances of some of the players. Um, Abada, Turnbull um, and certain others who, you know, the game just passed them by. Um, But certainly the initial selection up front, I think, was where the major issue was. And I think it cost us. And I think we saw that when when he did make the changes later in the match, which I know we'll go on to talk about. But yeah, that that selection up front was the major issue for me and really stifled us from getting chances, I think. (laughs) This is a big thing, and I want to reiterate this. It's not a case of 
getting on as soon as you possibly can to the broadcast to be as negative as you possibly can and to start to be revisionist in what we've already said about <coughs> Ange Postecoglou. We've all bought into this. Uh, but today, we've been beaten. We've been beaten by the team that you would expect to be the main challengers for the title uh, this season if Celtic indeed are going to have a title challenge. So we need to talk about it. We need to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly here. Um, now, you mentioned a couple of players who were well off it in David Turnbull and Abada. You've got to throw Edward into that mix. Now, there was a, a rousing speech just before uh, the second half by Russell Boyce talking about the legacy of Odson Edward, who has uh, done so much, given us so many moments. Russell, unfortunately, this will not be viewed upon as being one of his finest today, was it? No, absolutely not. But that's all, to me... Edward's been a shadow of himself for a long time now. The fact of the matter is, whether we like it or not, he was the wrong call up front. Play your best players in the best positions. Kyogo has destroyed teams this season, playing through the middle. Kyogo, in the last 20 minutes today, got his final choice-making decisions wrong, but was carving out opportunities that just weren't happening before he went up top, albeit apart from the one ironically, he put on a plate for Edward, who's so, you know, unbelievably missed. So, the fact of the matter is, we're playing away from home, right? Again, I think we played five games away from home. We've lost four. We beat Jablonec, who are awful. An awful team. We still conceded two basic goals against them with long balls. Right now, we are watching a team at home that is a very dominant force with Ange Ball. And right now, we are watching a team away that is not adapting to its climate, is not adapting to its oppositions. And right now, Ange Ball ain't working away from home. And whether people like that, whether they don't think you've got an agenda, it's nonsense. I only want Celtic to win. I had very huge concerns about Dan, the, the, a, literally a Japanese football journalist we had on the show, who mm-hmm. told us he would rather win for, or, or draw. He said He actually said draw. This has been revisioned, by the way. He said he'd rather draw 4-all than lose 1-0. He never said win 5-4. He said draw 4-all. I look back at that and I go, maybe Dan was right. But that ain't going to wash you. And today, I don't understand. Well, here's my theory on it. Edward started today up front because of the second half against AZ. We didn't lose the match. And he went, we'll follow that template forward to the next game. But realistically... The positive moment Celtic have had this season has been starting. Kiel goes through the middle. Yes. End of story. So why mix it up today? And let's be honest, we're all convinced come 1st of September, Odson Edwards will not be a Celtic football player. So there's no sentiment involved in this. If that's genuinely a tactical decision, I'm sorry, you've got it wrong. Kyogo, in the last 20 minutes, Paul became the most effective player for us by country mile. Yeah. Albeit... His final decision was wrong. At times, you know, he squared it to Ryan Christie when he should have shot. He shot when he should have squared it to Ryan Christie. It's frustrating, but mm-hmm. the opportunities are getting carved out. Imagine him with fresh legs from minute one. That's the difference that we missed. I'm sorry, today, there has to be a promotional responsibility, finally, for the first time, put on the manager. Yep, and um, we have people within the Facebook group speaking about uh, Kyogo having to play through the middle. What have we learned? I think we have learned 
a fair amount, you, as you often do in adversity. We've spoken about that again. I'm going to bring up a, a message here from Merrill Wyatt. Got up at six o'clock this morning here in America to see Ange Ball. That was not what I expected. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Ange Ball, and um, obviously that isn't what we've seen. That's not what's got us onto this positive wave um, and the the momentum that we've been enjoying over the last few weeks. CFC comes in and makes his own point. Reality check about Ange Ball, they were fitter, sharper, quicker, stronger, better. Sounds like a song. <laughs> All over the pitch. How a bad it lasted so long, God only knows. These are uh, games, games uh, you're judged on, not sitting man at home. Uh, the reason I bring this up is the, the, point, the point on a badder. Now, we have championed him. He's a 19-year-old. We're not writing him off. This was, he was anonymous today, and in particular in the second half. And I actually turned round, um, you know, tongue-in-cheek and asked if he was still on the park about two minutes before he was taken off. He made no impact in that second half. Now, if a player becomes a passenger, and in this fixture in particular, Laura, you identify that, you make the change. So, yeah. Abada's got to take responsibility for not performing. Of course he does. And I said at half-time, make sure he gets the ball. He's not getting enough of the ball. It, it didn't make any impact whatsoever. But he that change needs to be made. And it doesn't. It shouldn't be made when it was made because he, he came off in 86 minutes. Mm. Um, and he hadn't made any impact whatsoever. The change that Russell's spoken about was in 67 minutes. And for 23 minutes, we saw how how dynamite uh, Kyogo can be through the middle. He carved open that Rangers defence time and time again. Yeah, his decision-making wasn't the best. But we had four chances today, and we were beating 1-0. Um, I think it was an even enough contest, but we had four very good chance chances. I'm not going to say every one of them should have been a goal because when Kyogo breaks and the goalkeeper um, you know, comes out to him and McCrory actually closes down the angle, the decision there is try and score. And he's and he squared it. Probably fresh in his mind is the fact that he squared it when no, he's tried to score when he squared it just mm. a few minutes before. But when you're looking at these chances, the the worst, the best chance, the worst miss of them all was Odds and Edward in that first that first half. And you've got to be decisive in these games. You've got to take your chances. Rangers did, we didn't. We're coming away with our second defeat in the league already. Um Boise has concerns about playing away from home. I'm looking at this and thinking, you know, it wasn't a dreadful performance. Some people might disagree, and that's maybe because I've done I don't know how many of these games now, and I'm not going to let my emotions run wild. I think this is our 70th game that we've gone straight on at full time and spoken about. But we got it wrong, Laura. So what do we learn from this as well as Kugo through the middle? I'm in total agreement about you know when the changes needed to be made because I think the one thing that we can say is by about 55 or 60 minutes, uh, you know after coming out uh, from the halftime break whether something's changed or not from your halftime team talk. If you get 15 minutes into the second half and nothing's looking particularly different, then the changes have to be made. And I, I, I personally like managers who are making changes on the hour mark a lot more than later in the game. Like you say, the first change was made at 67 minutes. Abada coming off at 86 when he had as little impact as he did is really not going to help us do anything. And what's more frustrating about it is when Montgomery came on, he was actually a very positive influence. He looked as if if he'd had a bit more time to to get into the game, he could have posed some danger. So, yeah, that's the main thing I learned from today is I hope I hope Angel looks back on this game and thinks, you know, if things aren't working, if if 
if chances aren't being created and if we aren't making the most of what we're supposed to be doing on the pitch, then we have to make changes a lot a lot earlier because there was enough to suggest from the number of chances that we got within the last 10 minutes, say, that if those changes had been made on the hour mark, you've got half an hour of those chances and certainly for all the ones that we missed, you might have created a couple more that would have gone in. We have a fourth contributor waiting in the wings um, coming in on the Axom uh, post-match. But before we do that, just a reminder, four league games, two at home, and we won both of them at a cancer 6-0, two away, and we've been beaten in both games at Tynecastle and Ibrox. Now, I know that Hearts have just uh, been promoted. Um, however, they've started off really, really well. You look at the, the tough grounds that you go to, and it makes a difference between a championship winning side um, and someone who are all, also runs. And their grounds are the likes of Ibrox, Tynecastle, Pataudry. You've got to go to these places and you've got to take something from these fixtures. And we failed on two occasions to do that already, only four games in. But I'm going to bring in Kevin Graham, um, who has been off unwell for the, the last wee while. And I'm going to welcome him back into the stream. Kevin, welcome to the, the post-match. You've not had an opportunity to talk about the lead-up to the game, the half-time analysis, etc. Talk us through your thoughts about that defeat there at Ibrox. Well, one again, son, lads, eh? you can't recycle wet knickers, and there's a lot of wet knickers getting thrown about here. Eh? We are eight weeks into a project. Eight weeks, they're four years into a project. Eh? That, that's, that was shown in that second half of the day. The two things that I wrote down at half-time, all I really wanted today was challenge for this league title. And that 90 minutes a day showed that we are going to challenge for this league title. And we are only eight weeks into rebuilding. The other thing that I wrote doing as the other thing that I wrote doing as well, I think the vibe of this defeat should be different. The mud is no settled on who's going to be in the squad, who's not going to be in the squad. There is no longer 21 points between the two teams in the space of eight weeks. In the space of eight weeks. Look, we were rotten in the second half of the day. Did we deserve to get beat? Probably. Beat with a set play, aye. But this overreaction in the comments and also on with some of you is unbelievable. Just Can I stop you for a minute? What overreaction have you had on what overreaction you had on this broadcast, Kevin? He's, he's all shouting about this man rubbish. Not that one, one rubbish. not one person has called anybody rubbish or shouted. We're reacting to what we've seen today. We know that this is a long-term project. Nobody's been calling anyone rubbish. I think the only overreaction has been yours since you came on the broadcast. Oh, well then, just take me off it then. Okay, there we go. Now, I don't know what the the comment section has been, but uh, we will certainly be dipping in and out of the comment section. That was utterly bizarre. So, at the end of the day, we've been beating one nothing. There's four games, two defeats. We react to that. Nobody's been called rubbish. Abada's been anonymous until he was taken off four minutes before full time. And that's what we're going to be discussing. We're going to be discussing what went well. And the first thing I would suggest is that what went well was the debut, not just the Derby debut, but the debut of Joseph Juranovic uh, playing out of position. Laura, how impressed were you with Juranovic? Listen, I think he... I think he... He was to, to say that he could make the full impact that you would want him to make today would be unfair because there was so much else on the pitch that was that was not under his control. But what I saw, I really liked. I thought he was. Um, I thought he showed some good touches. I thought he showed uh, an ability to get forward as well as defend. I think. 
I think part of our problem when we've had wing backs and full backs in the past is that they can do one but not the other. He seems initially at least to have the ability to do both. And I think that um, he's definitely going to be an improvement on the options that we have. And that's the least that you can ask for, especially for somebody who's only a couple of million pounds. So, um, yeah, I'm encouraged because... And the other thing as well is domestically, at least he's not going to get a more difficult game than than 50,000 Ibrooks in a game that we're expected to win. And he's come in on his debut and and handled it about as well as I thought he could handle it. Uh, Definitely need to see more of him. But yeah, I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far. Boise, it was our first opportunity. We spoke about throwing people into this fixture and how difficult it can be. It can bypass uh, the most experienced players. He's come in, not only has he been thrown into the fixture, he's been thrown in out of position. And I think it looked as though he took it in his stride. I thought he had a fantastic display today. I thought it was a really, really a, a positive note for me would be the the the, the inclusion of Juranovic, particularly when you think was he playing out of out of his favourite position? Probably, you know, he's, he's he, you know you look at Wikipedia, he's a right back. You know, you look on whatever site you want to look at, transfer market and all that. He's a right back by trade. He played left back today, and a game of that sort of magnitude. I just felt he dealt with that. The whole heat of it all, he seemed to take this thing out. I actually thought he had a, a remarkable performance today. It's a shame, obviously, the result, because if you had 11 Juranovic's, you win the match. You know, that's the honest truth. I thought, we've got a lot to look forward to with him. And whilst, I mean, I don't know what Kevin's talking about there, but I mean, he talks about eight weeks project. Fair enough. Eight weeks. He's eight weeks in. And if he is going to, continue to sign guys of the ilk of Juranovic then, and Kyogo, then be excited. Absolutely. But in the here and now is how Scottish football works. We only need to look. John Barnes, I think it was, you were talking about the other week, Paul. What does he win? Ten, nine of his first ten league matches? Go off to a flyer, yeah. It was an electric start. He was gone by March. So don't kid yourself on. The flip, the flip side. Don't kid yourself what Ange Postecoglou who's going to get two years to work all this out, man. Nonsense. It doesn't work like that. Because see, when your opposition gets an extra £40 million for being ahead in it at the end of the season, the manager's head will go. And huge changes will need to occur because the, the, the beast that you're against gets stronger. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Naturally, through the finance they're about to make. So you have to be all over it. And maybe it's unfair on Ange. I'm not saying this is his fault, by the way. I just mean things have to happen almost too, too quickly when you're a Celtic manager. You know, maybe people from other leagues would go, that's crazy you expect me to implement it then. Unfortunately... That's the that's the script you've signed up for. We lost but, the league by thirty five points. We demand you now win it back. But but <laughs> Russell, think about it. But, but Russell, maybe that is part of the problem. Maybe we need to be a support that is more willing to give the guy time. I like so much what I'm seeing yeah, from Ange. No, but I like so much what I'm seeing from Ange and yeah, what he's trying to build that he can definitely change the culture at the club and make the team a better team. I'm not willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater because we've lost 1-0 in what was quite a tight game against Rangers today. No, I, 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 think, I think personally... 
I'd be willing to make more sacrifices on the pitch to see the improvements off the pitch that he has brought to the club. And I think he will continue to do that. I think if we go back to winning 6-0 against somebody domestically next week, a lot of these concerns will go out the window again. But I, 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 he made some wrong calls today, but I still think I still think that he's he's got what it takes to, to make us the dominant force in the game again. No one's disputing that, right? No one's disputing that. The key point is here, unfortunately, what I'm trying to say is the realisation is everything's here and now in Scottish football. And I, I totally agree that Andrew's made the strides and I'm, I'm, I like what I've watched a lot of the time. I really do. But the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, we're now three points behind our arch-rivals who won the league by 25 last season. We've played two games away in the league and we've lost both. And I wish... We could all have the four, you know, the the, the fourth right to the, like sort of view to go. Oh, this is fine, you know, because he's going in the right way. See, if we lose the league, the competition you're against gets so much stronger that the whole project you've just done for the last twelve months is irrelevant because now the opposition is a completely different thing because it's forty million pounds richer. This is the issue, but I, I don't blame, I don't blame Angie's philosophies or the strategies he's brought into the team. I like what I'm seeing a lot of the time. I like his vibe. I think he comes over brilliant. I like the fact he's improved players. But unfortunately, it is going to end up being rash calls. It is going to end up being about the here and now because this is a season unlike any other with a 40 million bounty at the end. Well, I've managed to get Kev to go away and get a wee packet of the frozen peas and put them on for five minutes or so so that he can come back in and give us a... Maybe the same take a different way, and here he is, because uh, <laughs> Kevin Graham is a fan's favourite, and he's an actual favourite. But he said he's been he's been in the sin bin for five minutes, and here he is. <laughs> Back you come, Kev. Take, Aye, apologies, apologies, man. Apologies. I've been stuck in this room for four days now. Eh? I think I think I've got I think I've got cabin fever. I was just waiting for it. I was waiting for it to become cabin fever. Eh? I was waiting for it to become one of the memes that uh, end oh. up on social media. So I thought, right, no arguments. Uh, round two. No. The big thing for me w- with, I mean, I'm going to even, I don't even know if I've called it Ange Ball. I know it's been referred to as Ange Ball. It is something that he's not been given a lot of time to implement. But as Boise says, Kevin, you know yourself, in terms of this team that we support, you don't have this season just to figure out how to get it right. So we've gone f- for two big, big games away from home, and these are the t- types of grounds that you need to get a result at to win the league, and we've lost them both. You could effectively say, right, we'll bounce to the Champions League. There's two different ways you could you could set this narrative. I'm very positive about what Postecoglou has brought so far, and I'm actually positive about the future as well. But today, on today's, today's performance, if he's got something wrong, let's talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, two weeks, three weeks ago when we got beat at Tynecastle, it was a horrible performance, and I was on after that, and I, and I admitted as much. What I was looking for the day was to go there and not have a meek defeat, right? And we didn't get that meek defeat. We, we were okay in the first half. We played well if we playing well in the final third, and I blame Juranovic on the left hand side for that because he kept having that he cut inside and he stopped Kayago having having his natural game on the left hand side. I thought even though he had a decent performance, I still think that unbalanced the team a bit. I'm just having a look at the bigger picture here. And the bigger picture is that team's no finishing. 21 points behind this Rangers team. We are going to challenge. We're only eight weeks in. And what I saw today was 
look, I, it was disappointing, but you're playing against the best team in Scotland. Hands down, best team in Scotland. And we are only going to get better. And I, I'm, I'm more positive. And I just... But maybe I, I did I did overreact. I'm not going to actually say that. I didn't overreact. I did. No, I'm, not, I'm not going to deny that, man. But we've got a long way to go on this. And the season's got a long way to go on this. And I think sometimes we just need to take a wee step back and have a look at that. You have a look at the guys who had the poor performances today. Eddie, Christie. Right, two of them are probably going to be out the door by the morning. The mud is still... You can only see through the mud and when the mud goes still. The mud's not still yet, eh? But it will be, it will be still by the, the 31st of August. And I think that's what we've got to look at. We never made a governor in the second half, but we're playing... That was far better than anything I watched for us last season against Rangers. Well, and, the maybe, problem... and, and, and maybe that's a low starting point. Maybe that is a very, an extremely low starting point. But I'm mayor. I'm just seeing the bigger picture than now. We're going to challenge this year and the strides that we've made in eight weeks. While not being anywhere where we want to be, I'm, 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 on, I'm on fully on board and one defeat in, a, in an old firm derby is not going to actually make me jump off it. Well, I was thinking back because uh, the point was made about Barnsley's start and, um, you know, the other one that came to my mind was Vim Janssen's season and obviously we lost two games in quick succession in the league. Um, thank God for Vim Janssen that Twitter wasn't um, around back then. But obviously <laughs> we then started to pin together and similarly, you know, and I have described this before, the amount of players that are coming in, the changes in personnel were, were huge that season. Um, and it took a while for some of them to settle. So we lost against Hibs, we lost against Dunfermline Athletic. Different game these days, a completely different scenario, but I'm not overreacting in that respect. What I do think has to be done, though, is look at the fact that we're going into an international break and we spoke quite a bit about momentum and a shift in momentum. And there is a good point here coming in from KW, and I'm, but I think we need to discuss this. Mentally, we are still really weak. Let's talk about um, mentally where this leaves us because there's Ange come in um, he's obviously made a big impact on the majority of the players at the club those who he hasn't made an impact on will eventually leave if they haven't done so already um, you know remove players like Encham if, if they're not going to be buying into the philosophy of Coglu. but what we've got now is on the back of two defeats, we're going into an international break. Rangers are buoyed. Celtic are obviously feeling how we're all feeling today on this post-match. What does it do, do you think, Laura, to that momentum swing, to that the mental aptitude of these players? Are they now looking back to last season and saying, oh, no, you know, we're going to go back into um, this, this type of a season? Or is Anne strong enough to make sure that we can get back on track because we've seen what we can do on a good day. Yeah, well, I think that we were making the point, I can't remember if it was before the game or at half time, that there's so many new players in the squad that you kind of hope that any um, mental or physical scars that have been left over from last season are minimised by the fact that a lot of those players won't have been around to, to experience it. One of the things that I admire about Ange and that I hope is one of his strengths is that he will be able to speak to the players and put this this result behind. And that, that's where what Kevin's saying is correct, looking at the bigger picture, like this is one game in a season. This is, you know, you don't win and lose the league purely based on your results against Rangers, the same as they don't win and lose it purely based on their results against us. You know, we didn't end up 25 points behind them or whatever it was last season just because we lost games against them. We also lost games against other people. So, and they, they've lost another game this season against somebody else as well. So we need to, you know, 
disappointed today, but I hope Angie's philosophy and attitude towards it is you've got to pick yourself up, you've got to keep going and you've got to get victories against the other teams because there are other teams in this league to beat who we struggled to beat last season and who we still need to see off if we're going to keep within a touching distance of getting anywhere near the title. Russell, there's a few days to go. Uh, there's a lot of talk about two of the players already mentioned today in Ryan Christie and uh, Orson Edward uh, for the departure. We'll see how that develops. Uh, you spoke about, you know, Eddie's swan song today certainly wasn't that. Who do we need to bring in? How many do we need to bring in um, to take us up to January? Because we are still weak in various areas and, and I think mainly defensively. Uh, we're weak. We're weak in the centre. You can see that. I mean, I, I'm not saying that was the worst performance today. Um, some people still have concerns with Ralston. Um, he was the least of my concerns, particularly in the first half. I thought he played really, really well in the first half. And now that we've got Juranovic, I think we've got good cover, certainly on the right-hand side. I can't see us bringing in an, another left-sided player, Russell, when you consider that we've brought in scales who can fit in there as well. Julian's to come back, but we've been saying that since November, I think. Uh, Julian's to come back. And we've built this up this moment that Julian comes in, it's a magic wand. It may take him a while to adapt. It may take him a while to get back to full match fitness. Where do we strengthen between now and that window closing on Tuesday? Oh, you know, I don't want to repeat myself all the time, but it's quite obvious you didn't experience centre-half signed. I think it's just staring in the face that needs to happen. As for the Christy Edwards thing, if, they, if you think those two people are going and you're so convinced they're going, why play them today? Ange picks them. No one else. Ange picked those two players. Now, for me, the squad, there's actually a lot of players in that first-team squad. In terms of quality, that is all up for debate, right? But the fact of the matter is, right now, we're in a situation where we've played a forward that I'm convinced will not be here in three days' time, that missed an absolute sitter and actually, when he came off, we improved. Now, if you're not allowed to say that's on the manager, the world's gone mad. It's, it's, just, it's just, just, don't argue with the person, argue with the point. That's the key. Now, because I had, you know, you know, maybe some, you know, maybe some sort of hesitance about the Ange excitement initially, has nothing to do with any point I make about what I watched today. Discuss my point on it. And the point is, he got the lineup wrong today. And I believe he did that on the back of AZ Altmar not taking advantage in the second half. And he went, that formula worked, and we take that tie box. That's what happened. But yet, to flip it, to, to flip it when Kyogo was up front, we actually scored a goal away against AZ Altmar. We finished third in Ira Divisi. I mean, Kyogo goes up front for the last 20 minutes today. We've seen what could have been. We've seen what could have been today. And now, whilst players of Christian Edwards' quality are hard to replicate, and by the way, Christian again today wasn't very good against Rangers, and he's notorious for not turning up particularly against them, but he's been a shining light this season, I admit that. But for the Edward inclusion, to me, it was based on a second 45 minutes against AZ Altmar, that we are second 30, 30 minutes, I think, at the end against AZ Altmar. We improved, but held out, really. We took that formula to Ibrox where, realistically... If you believe in Angeball, you start at Ibrox with Hugo through the middle and the way you've dominated teams domestically so far. And at that point, you've got to just say, he's just got it a wee bit wrong so far. But is there loads of positivity? Yes, there is. And I still buy into that. Actually, I've loved the recruitment so far that's been done. 
I like the fact we're signing 26, 27-year-olds. I love the free-flowing football when we're going forwards. Do I have reservations about results now? Yes, I do have some. I think that's fair. I don't really see the issue with, with, with calling that and, you know, approving of the good stuff we've seen and then critiquing the negatives. I don't get the, I don't get the problem with it. The big question on everybody's lips, and it's always hard to, to call. Matt Maloney still believes Celtic will win the league. Thank you, Matt, for getting involved. Oh, Kevin, on. Kevin, do you still yeah. believe that this season? I believe it more after today than what I did eight weeks ago. Laura. Uh, I am going to say I'm going to stick with the positivity and I'm going to say yes because it's about more than just playing Rangers, so yes. Russell Boyce. Can we win the league? We can win it, yes, we can win it. From what I've seen so far, we can win it, yes. And obviously there's also that point that before this game, Kevin, and you would be unaware of this because you're not in the studio, we were talking about the finest moments in uh, Axom over the last year, and you were on top uh, for your comments about Scott Bain, which actually has been saved on Russell's phone. But I'm I'm actually thinking you've maybe talked to today, coming on, ranting, <laughs> dipping out and coming back in. Brilliant. <laughs> Super. Apologies to everybody about that. Right, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's just one of these things. As I say, I've been stuck in this room for four days now. Eh? Totally. I, think, I, think I'm, I think I'm just getting a bit stuck crazy. Look, what Russell says is probably right. Angel, maybe have a look at his team selection today and go, I probably did get that wrong. But he'll still be positive. I think the team will still be positive as well. Right. The, team, the team will come in with a positive frame of mind knowing if they play the way that Ange wants us to play, which is moving the ball far quicker than what we've done today, mm -hmm. we can beat any team in this league. And I think today actually proved that for at least the first half anyway. Saying half, I write that off, it was a bad performance. But going forward, I bring it on. Brilliant. I like that chat. Thanks, everyone, for getting involved. Um, just about 3,000 live. And uh, you have been watching on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Twitch, YouTube. If you haven't done so already, get subscribing to the YouTube channel. We give away loads of great gifts, uh, loads of prizes. Thank you to Laura Bradburn, Russell Boyce and Kevin Graham for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment.
People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.